It was the most virulent, deadly viral outbreak the world had ever seen. When the affliction began to finally relent, two-thirds of the planet's population, 4.2 billion people, were gone. For those left after, the new epidemic was one of moral degradation, survival by any and all means, a pandemic of the inhumane. But small patches of hope sprouted from the fallow ashes of what once was. And for some, our humanity remained the only thing worth fighting for. This is complete and utter bullshit. I think we've heard enough. I don't want to speak for anyone else on the council, but this request of yours feels like someone uh, wanting to kick people off the team because they lost the game. These people you want us to banish clearly felt you were more than a little misguided. They disobeyed direct orders that ended up putting more lives at risk. So you say. But they all claim you wanted to storm a bunker of highly trained individuals who were armed to the teeth and hell-bent on protecting what was theirs. That's not... If I can't trust people to follow my orders out there, then... The only thing these people are guilty of is valuing their own lives above your... bloodlust. Bloodlust? Packard's people were clearly able to handle the situation. From the accounts we heard, they managed to deal with the problem with very little help from us after all. I hope this helps to show the rest of you that I've been right all along. These people don't need our help, and it's time we start focusing on what we need. This meeting is over. Kate, can I have a word? Have I done something to make you angry? No. Have I in any way offended you? No, Matt. Then why did you just sit there and say nothing to help? Why didn't you at least... I really hate to say this, Matt, but for once, I kind of agree with Warner. What?! Are you out of your mind? Matt, you are really beginning to scare me here. I know that you've been having a hard time stepping into this new role, and... I understand. I really do. But you're being reckless with people's lives. If you keep going the way that you are, I'm terrified that... So, what? I make one mistake and you just throw me to the wolves? Kate, you weren't there. I knew what I was doing. All they had to do was follow my orders and it would have been fine. No one else seems to share your opinion of what happened. Not even Wheeler. No one felt like you had any control over anything up there. That's not true. (sighs) Matt... I just need you to take a step back here, okay? No one here has the experience you have, so they don't see what you see. And they aren't trained like you either. From their point, it's suicidal, despite what you may have believed. And the Matt Cohen I know wouldn't have pushed them to attack because he knows this already. I'm worried that you're losing yourself in all of this change. Kate, I am doing the best I can here. It'd be nice if you gave me a bit more support. I am supporting you, Matt. But some of the things you've been doing lately are really starting to scare me. Like the thing in Beaverton last week. What are you talking about? It worked out fine. (laughs) Except for the fact that Todd got shot. He got grazed. He's fine. I've had way worse. That's my point, Matt. You're acting like you're back in the army and you're not. Look... I love you, and I know in my heart you can be a truly amazing leader for us here. 
I also know you're struggling and you feel lost without your best friend at your side. I get it. I really do. But you have to remember that your strength has always come from your relationships. If you keep pushing people and forgetting that they're all struggling too, we're going to lose everything. You're going to lose everything. Look, I want to talk about this more, but I really have to go. We got an emergency request from Northwest, and she asked me to bring Doc Ryan over. When did this happen? Why haven't I heard about this until now? The call came in this morning. She asked specifically for me and the doctor, but I was going to bring Casey along just in case. Oh, I don't think so. That is not happening. What? Why? Because you're not risking the doc's life out there in the field unless absolutely necessary. And only if we've got adequate protection for him. If it's really that important, they can come here and the doc can patch them up or whatever they need. Are you out of your mind? They may not be able to make it to us. We don't know how bad their situation is or what. You're only proving my point. You're not going anywhere near that area, much less taking the dock, until I know for sure that you'll all be safe. Am I clear? You're serious. Like a heart attack. Fine. If you feel that strongly, then I'll let them know we can't help them. Good. I'm glad we can agree on something. Anything else I should know? No. I think we're just fine. Jamie, do you have a minute? Gosh, Kate, I wish I did. My schedule's just been so full lately. But since we're friends, you can leave a request with my people, and I'll try and move some stuff around. (laughs) Very funny. I thought so. What's up? I need you to come with me up to Northwest. We got a call from Mary, and she needs some help. Well, then what are you doing up here? You should probably get Matt and get over there as quickly as possible. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Matt sort of forbade me from going. Wait, what? Why would he do that? I think he might be a little upset with me. What could you have possibly done that could upset him that much that he would actually forbid you from going to help someone? (gasps) Did you eat the last alphabet SpaghettiOs? (laughs) No. He's getting back at me for not supporting him with the council earlier. I think he feels like I betrayed him or something. When I told him that Mary asked for me to bring the doctor, he refused to let me go. So I need you to help me convince the doc that this is a sanctioned outing and come with us. Kate, I don't know. I mean, I really need to stay. Jamie, there's no one else I can trust with this. Please, oh please. Hmm. Please. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Enough with the big doe eyes and quivering lip. Let's go get the doc and get this over with. And just so you know, if Matt finds out, I'm telling him you forced me at gunpoint. And she didn't indicate what the emergency was? Only that it was an emergency and that they'd meet us at Legacy Hospital. She wanted the two of us specifically. I asked Jamie to come along as backup in case there was a problem. I suppose I could understand why they wouldn't want Mr. Cohen or Mr. Wheeler, given the history. But why not ask Miss Goodell? Oh, well... Casey was going out with Wheeler for something happening in Happy Valley, and I was more than happy to tag along. It's not like I was doing anything all that important anyway. 
I'm glad you agreed to come. I've been really worried about you. You've been spending so much time on the roof by yourself, and I don't think it's good for you. I mean, I know what you're hoping for, but Jamie, I think it might be time that you accept... I don't want to hear it, Kate. I know you don't, sweetie, but it's been three months. I don't care if it's been three years, Kate. He's out there. I know it. I can feel it. Doc, help me out here. You know how the virus works better than anyone. Is it possible that Fox could still be alive? If he had had the virus, then no. Given how sick he was when I last examined him, I think his respiratory system would have shut down within a matter of weeks, possibly even days. But I can't say for sure if he was even truly infected. He was showing symptoms that could have been any number of illnesses, and most unfortunately, he chose to leave before we knew for certain. So, you're saying that he could still be alive out there somewhere? I sympathize, Jamie, I really do, but the truth is, Mr. Fox was very sick. Even if he only had pneumonia without antibiotics, I'd consider it a small miracle if he were still alive. Fox left without taking any sort of protection or food, and we all know how dangerous it is out here. Jamie, I I just don't want to see you waste your life on... Kate, you're my best friend, and I love you like a sister. But it's my life. If I want to waste it waiting for Jake to come back, then it's my choice. All right, all right. I've said my piece. I just worry about you. I know. Thank you. Mary's situation must be pretty serious. Risking going to a hospital like this? He's right. Isn't it still pretty dangerous to even be near a hospital? I mean, they're still lost out there. Not to mention all the other kinds of freaks and whack jobs. I honestly don't know any more than what I've already told you, but Mary sounded pretty concerned. And we've got the only real doctor for Miles. He's kind of become a celebrity. I know I should be flattered, but it's not something I'm all that happy about. Oh, not even a little? I mean, at this point, you're kind of up there with Elvis from the Beatles. Maybe you'll get a star on Hollywood Boulevard. Honestly, I'd settle for an easy chair and a nice bottle of single malt. (laughs) Well, then we know what to keep our eyes open for the next time we make a run. Jamie, Kate, it's so good to see you both. Oh, it's good to see you too. Cassie, this is Dr. Ryan. Doc, Cassie. A pleasure to meet you. It's good to meet you too. Follow me. Mary wanted me to bring you guys right in. (sighs) It's been a while since we saw you last. How you been getting along? Uh, Things haven't been all sunshine and roses. Some of us are barely holding it together and our nomadic lifestyle is only making things worse. Has something happened since the last time we saw you? You know, after the... The attack? Nothing as bad as that. We've managed to avoid most of their war parties over the past five months or so because we've been on the move, but... That's also a big part of the problem. Also, a lot of the girls are getting tired of it and just want to move out of the city. There's been talk about heading out west, beyond Hillsborough, and starting a farm or something. That doesn't sound like a bad idea. Yeah, Mary isn't so sure. She just keeps saying that here we know what the dangers are. 
we've got no idea what might be out there. Not to mention that none of us really know anything about farming. You could come back with us. We've got lots of room still, and... It's been suggested more than a few times, but Mary isn't so fond of your leadership, and, you know, she and Fox are like oil and water. Um, Fox isn't with us anymore. Wow, it's like I'm not even here. Sorry. Wait, what do you mean Fox isn't with you anymore? He got sick and felt it was best for everyone if he left. He didn't want anyone else getting sick. That's... That's very noble of him, but not at all how Mary makes him out to be. It was also really stupid. Perhaps you ladies can catch up later. I was under the impression this was urgent. Yeah, sorry. Uh, right, this way. They're here. About time. Your patient is right through there, doctor. Excuse me, ladies. Thank you for coming so quickly, Kate. Please extend my gratitude to Fox when you get back. Can we... Can we just rip the Band-Aid off and get it all out there? Fox got sick and decided to be all noble and selfless. He took off in the middle of the night didn't even bother to ask anyone how they might feel about him leaving us. Big stupid jerk. I beg your pardon? Uh, please excuse her. She's going through a really tough time right now. I can see that. Cassie, why don't you take our friend here for some tea? Sure. Come on, Jamie. So is what she said true? Fox is no longer in charge of Homestead? No. We have a council now that makes decisions together, but Cohen is sort of the de facto leader. Well, he at least seemed a bit more amiable than Fox. You all have our gratitude for this. So what happened? Well, several months ago, our little family grew a bit. We found some ladies who were hiding out just north of here, and they agreed to join us. They were all in bad shape, of course. They hadn't eaten in a very long time. But with time and our help, they've all gotten better, except Vanessa. What's wrong with her? We'll know more when the doctor finishes, but the main issue is that she's pregnant. (gasps) Oh my God. You can imagine our shock when she confided that little bit of news to us. Well, is she okay? I mean, you don't think something's wrong with the baby, do you? She hasn't had it easy. As I said, the poor girl wasn't in the best of health to begin with, but she's a fighter. Unfortunately, in the last week or so, She's been getting tired easier, and she's lost her appetite. Last night, she started complaining about having pain, and then she started bleeding. Oh, no. So, I mean... Kate, even in the best of times, pregnancies could be problematic. But Vanessa, she hasn't seen a doctor since she found out. Not to mention how difficult it is out here to take care of herself. I should have reached out sooner for your help. But after the last time Fox and I spoke... No, no, I get it. Fox could be uh, abrasive at his best. But he only wanted to help you. All of you. I know. But you know why we chose to live this way without men. And what if her baby's a boy? Then we'll raise him to be a better, more understanding and sensitive person. Not another barbaric, violent animal but a truly enlightened soul. You realize you sound just like Fox, right? All right, now there's no need to insult me, Kate. Sorry, but you do. He always wanted us to be better. 
Well, I imagine it's going to be a while. Why don't we try to get comfortable and you can tell me what happened to Fox and why your friend seems so upset about it. Here you go, Jamie. Nothing like a nice cup of chamomile. <laughs> Thanks. <coughs> oh, God, that's not chamomile. Yeah, I know. I said there was nothing like it. I never said it was chamomile. <laughs> Fair point. Okay, so I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure something's bothering you, and I'm positive it has to do with Fox. <laughs> And here, I was so sure no one could tell. Want to talk about it? There's not much to talk about. It's your classic girl meets boy, girl falls for boy, boy is clueless, boy finally gets a clue, boy tells girl he loves her and leaves before girl can respond. Love story. Mm, okay. I'm not sure I got all of that. Can you maybe start from the beginning? Sorry. It's just that... Fox was unlike any guy I'd ever known. I mean, he was cold and hard and barely talked to anyone. So he was a jerk. No! No, no, no. He was troubled. Broken. No, not broken. Sprained? Anyway, whatever he was, he was selfless and kind and just beautiful. From the moment I met him, I knew he was special, but he was almost impossible to get close to. Everyone looked up to him, and all I had were stories. Plus a few quiet moments here and there. But the more I heard those stories and was around him, the more I knew I wanted someone like him in my life. I knew we could have a real connection. He just... He... He stole your heart. Yes. God, he, he drove me crazy. I tried everything I could think of to get him to notice me as more than just another mouth he had to feed. I knew if I could just get him alone for five minutes, but he always managed to avoid me. Cohen says he was just clueless. Maybe he was just scared. Because Cassie, when we finally had some time together... I opened up to him, and it worked. It clicked. It was that whole thing people talk about, about just knowing when it's right. I could feel it. He actually let his guard down with me, and... And... And what? What happened? Did you... Did you get together? <laughs> no. No, of course not. That would have been too fairy tale. I guess it just took him a little longer to figure out what I had been saying. But then he got sick. And our rule is, if you get sick, you have to leave so no one else gets sick. And that's what he did. I had been trying for months to let him know that I loved him. And he was so oblivious but everyone was telling me that I just had to be patient with him, you know? And 
right before he left, he came to me, and I just knew that we were about to have this moment we'd tell our grandchildren about. But it, it didn't happen, thanks to Kate. And then he was gone. Oh, Jamie. Jamie, I'm so sorry. See, see, the thing is, I, I don't think he was dying. He was definitely sick, but I just don't believe that he had the virus. So ever since, I've been watching for him to come back, because I just can't believe that God would be this cruel to me. I feel like, like it's a test, you know? It, it could be. You're right. Why would God take everyone we love and then lead you to this person who turns out to be so wonderful? Only to take them away, too. But the thing is, it, it has been three months. I really don't want to give up on him. But if Jake really felt the way he said he did, then why hasn't he come back? Maybe he can't. Maybe, Jamie, there could be a thousand reasons why he hasn't made it back to you yet. Sometimes this little voice tells me that he left to get away from me. <laughs> okay, no. Stop it. I refuse to believe that. Love is the most powerful thing in this world. It always has been, and it always will be. It can overcome anything. Look at all the amazing and horrible things that people have done in the name of love. People kill for it, Jamie. They die for it. And it doesn't matter what form it takes. Love is love is love. And when you find it, you hold on to it with both of your hands and you never let go. Now, if you truly believe in your heart of hearts that he's out there, then you hold on to that. And you don't let anyone try and tell you any different. You hold on to that hope. And one day, I promise you, it'll be rewarded. He'll come back to you. And what if he doesn't? Then... Then at least you will have spent your life loving and hoping and holding on to something that you believe in. That's the best that any of us can ask for. <laughs> I guess that doesn't sound so bad. Thank you, Cassie. Maybe we should head back up, find out what's going on. Probably a good idea. How is she, Doctor? What's wrong? I wish I could say for certain. I can't take an ultrasound because there's no power. But her blood pressure's high. Too high, in fact. I did manage to take a blood sample, and she is definitely anemic. I also believe she might be suffering from preeclampsia. What makes you say that? She's been having headaches, shortness of breath, and she claims to have been hiding the fact she's been having pains in her chest and abdomen. 
Has she been vomiting a lot? Well, yes, but that's normal, right? Of course, but not usually this far into term. I also noted that she seems to have some swelling in her hands and face. All this combined leads me to believe that she's suffering preeclampsia. Is it serious? Extremely. Normally, anemia can be treated with iron and folic acid supplements. But anemia combined with preeclampsia? That's a real issue. If I don't do something, she could die. What are options? Without proper facilities, I can't determine how bad it is. At this point, my recommendation is to end the pregnancy. What? There has to be another option. I understand your concern, but if I allow it to continue, I risk losing both mother and baby. Doc, is there any chance to treat it without ending the pregnancy? I mean, if things were like they used to be, how would you treat it? If she was a bit further along, I could just induce. But it's just too soon, especially in these circumstances. If we had proper conditions, we could hospitalize her. So we can monitor her liver and kidney functions. But as things stand now, ladies, this is extremely dangerous for her. How, how could we do that? monitor her organs like you said i don't see how we could even if we moved her to homestead we don't have the equipment doc how hard would it be to teach them how to test and monitor vanessa what are you thinking we're in a hospital even though it doesn't have power they could still do some things right doc just said he was able to perform a blood test could you teach them how to perform those tests are they really that hard to do No, I don't believe them to be overly complicated, but at the same time, I... I understand your concerns, Doctor, but I am not ready to force that young woman to choose between her life and her child's. Not not yet, anyway. If it gets worse, then we'll have that conversation. But for now, can't we just try to save them both? Matt. Oh, good. You're back. I take it everything went okay? I think so. The doc's going to want to make some regular checks over there, but I think it's going to be all right. If it all works out, I may be an aunt in like three months, so I got that to look forward to. Overall, pretty good day, all things considered. And everyone's okay? At the moment. Good. So where's Kate? She and I need to have a very long talk about defying orders. Oh, Matt. You need to take a step back. Take a breath. Count to ten. Whatever you need to do to calm down and think about this. Do you really think Kate would have gone against your orders if she didn't think it was the right thing to do? I know she talked to you about it before we went, and I also know the only reason you told her not to go was because you were mad at her for not supporting you in the council this morning. Jamie, you really don't want to go there right now. I know you're angry, and I know you had your feelings hurt. But you have been acting like a child throwing a temper tantrum lately. I am not! (laughs) If you go storming down there and have another fight... You're going to drive a wedge between you and Kate, and I am not going to let that happen. 
I love you guys too much to see you destroy your relationship. So how about you hang up here with me for a bit, cool down, and then you can go find Kate and tell her you're proud of her for sticking to her beliefs and doing the right thing. Fine. Good choice. Whatever. Why do you keep coming up here anyway? Someone's got to keep an eye out for him. Wait. You don't honestly think he's still... Jamie, it's been three months. Just wait. One day, very soon, he's going to show up on that horizon there. And I'm going to see him. And I'm going to have a minor freak out before running all the way down to the street telling everyone that he's back. And then as soon as he's close enough, I'm going to run up to him, wrap my arms around him, kiss him till we can't breathe, and then I'm never letting him go again. That's, uh... That's quite the fantasy. (laughs) Well, I have a lot of time to daydream and think of things like that. Yeah, listen, Jamie. I think maybe it's time you come back to reality here. Like I said, it's been three months. You gotta know that he's not coming back. Yes, he is. We just have to be patient. You'll see, one day soon, he'll... Jamie, as your friend, I am telling you, you have to let this go. He's not coming back, okay? He's just... He's not. You have to accept that. We all have to accept that. No, I don't, Matt. I'm sick to death of everyone telling me to give up. Let go. Move on. Well, it might be easy for everyone else, but they didn't feel the same way about him as I do. Not even you. He's out there. I know it. I can feel... No, he's not! You've got to let this go and move on, Jamie. Jake left because he was sick. He left to protect us. And out there, even if he wasn't sick, he left without taking any sort of protection. There's still ghouls out there and militias and any number of freaks who'd kill him just because. I know you loved him, but he... Stop it! Just stop it, Matt! I... I don't want to hear it. I love him. Love. Present tense. And I know in my heart he's out there somewhere. You don't know how much I wish that were true. But you have to face the facts here, Jamie. He's gone. And he's never coming back because he... Don't. Don't say it. Don't you dare say it. He's dead, Jamie. No, he's not. Just because you've given up on him doesn't mean I have to. This isn't healthy, Jamie. I knew him better than anyone, and I know he wouldn't have wanted you to waste your life waiting for him. He'd want you to live your life and... Yeah, (laughs) and I'm sure he'd be over the moon with how you've handled things since he's been away. Jamie, I... What? Can you honestly... Look me in the eye and tell me Jake would have tried to banish people for seeing the trap you either couldn't or wouldn't see? We aren't soldiers, Matt. You can't force us to risk our lives like that and then try and throw people out for not following your orders. This isn't a game. You weren't there. You're acting like you have everything under control and you don't. You need to stop talking now. (laughs) Or what? You're going to give me a talking to about defying orders? You're acting like such a child. You're trying to be what you think Fox is, but you're not him and you never will be. 
Okay. I know that you're hurting right now, and I understand, so I'm going to give you a little leeway here. But you will never, ever speak to me like that again. You know what? You're right. I have nothing more to say to you. Homestead, Episode 5, Love is Love Written by James Robinson and Rebecca Gurney Story by James Robinson, Travis Box, Danny Hedham, and Rebecca Gurney Directed and produced by James Robinson Music by Me You Starring Travis Box as Cohen Summer Shore as Kate Rebecca Gurney as Jamie Jeff Mitchell as Doc Ryan, Chris Williams as Warner, Crystal Thornton as Mary, and Jen Hedham as Cassie. Homestead is a Not Another Podcast production.